In a world where we are striving for peace, why is there so much drama? My name is Dawn Culp. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master teacher, meditation coach, and owner of the Zen Room in Gilroy, California. You can also find us online at www.thezenroom.net. And today we're going to be talking about drama. Hi everyone and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. So today we're going to be talking about drama, maybe more specifically how to detach from drama. So before we dive into the conversation, one thing to know is drama has been around for a very, very long time, starting with the ancient Greek theater between 4th and 5th century BC. Okay, so the term drama actually comes from the ancient Greek verb meaning to do or to act. All, uh, if you kind of think of it as um, play acting, right? They would go onto the stage and they would act out a scene or they would act out a scenario. In today's word world, what we think about when we think about drama is usually um, conflict, tragedy, um, you know, all of those feelings that we get, she's such a drama queen, he's such a drama king, you know, it doesn't have the same connotation. Somewhere over time it has morphed into something that has more of a negative connotation. But what's interesting is the idea of drama is very much opposite of peace. So anybody would probably say, I think anybody would say, gosh, it would be so wonderful to be peaceful. Gosh, I'd like to have more peace in my life. I'd like to have more peace and quiet. I'd like to have more peace in my heart. And I agree that that is a beautiful thing to strive for. But how do you do that when we have a love affair with the arch enemy of peace, which is drama? So when I say we have a love affair with drama, I don't know that very many people think about it in those terms, which is why I'm doing this podcast. So what is drama? Where is drama? Right now, um, just coming out of COVID, uh, June 25th, 2021, uh, we all are experiencing drama. You can't have drama without conflict. Think of a great big tug of war rope and you've got one person on one side or one person on the other and they're just tugging the rope back and forth. Or maybe you have a whole group of people on one side of the tug of war rope and a whole group of people on the other side, on the other side of the tug of war rope and they just pull and push and pull and pull and pull and unfortunately whoever hits the mud loses. But maybe it's time for us to stop playing tug of war. Maybe that's the first thing. Tug of war, first of all, um... I know it's a game and whatever. It's never been one of my favorite because I get spoilers from the rope and I'm not a fan of doing the mud thing. So I usually avoid that game at all costs. But when you think about the, the COVID event that we just came out of, and it was more than just the COVID event, you've got all of the political events and all of the political feelings and all of the people on one side of this medical argument versus the other side of the medical argument. I feel like everywhere I look, there's an us and them. So there's no shortage of drama for us to, um, to notice in our lives. Um, but I'd like to have you all think about drama in a slightly different way. Is drama getting bigger because we're feeding it? Meaning 
if draw if we can look at drama as an addiction are we feeding it so in preparing for this podcast i did a little research um there are actually different chemicals released we've got this beautiful brain with this beautiful internal pharmacy and that beautiful internal pharmacy does a good job of releasing chemicals we are a chemical factory and depending on what your situation is maybe um maybe in one particular dramatic scenario we get an adrenaline rush and just like any other good chemical whether it's you know caffeine or heroin to make an extreme example the more we do it the more we need the more we take the more of a tolerance we build for it and therefore the more that we need to feel any kind of effects from it um in in a in addiction language they say you're always chasing your first high because the first time that you do it there's such a huge rush but the next time you do it you need more to get that same kind of rush and then you know it's no different than coffee you know if you give coffee to a 10 year old he's going to bounce off the walls but if that 10 year old drank coffee every day for a year he's going to need more coffee to get that same effect it's just the way the system works the more of any addictive thing that you that you consume the more you need to do that thing in order to get the hit in order to get the high in order to get the rush so some dramatic events that you experience you might get a shot of adrenaline right how many times did i go to the movie theater with my dad and we go see one of those you know kind of um uh you know i don't know the car chase or the the rambo or the rocky four right like my dad was into those movies and there were times i remember my mom would like nudge my shoulder to say remind your father to breathe because he would just hold his breath while he was watching rocky and drago fight it out to the final bell right and i'd have to tap my dad on the shoulder and i'd have to say dad breathe right and then he'd laugh he would just sit there watching the movie holding his breath now his body as far as his body was concerned he was probably rocky balboa in the ring just duking it out and having all of the you know the chemical rush and the whatever in that moment maybe it was adrenaline maybe it was um endorphins who knows what was being released out of my dad's body at that time because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what it sees in real life what it imagines right maybe what it sees on the big screen you know there's a reason why when we go to see a, a movie that makes us cry we cry and cry and cry and it's so funny because it's not happening to us we're just empathizing with the character on the screen but our bodies having all the physiological responses if it were happening to us but what's interesting is we are finding ourselves more and more in very dramatic situations and social media definitely is another you know if, if an alcoholic is supposed to avoid a bar so as to not be tempted to drink then if we're trying to get off the drama train then social media is a drama bar that we should probably avoid while we're getting it out of our system but it's interesting and and I can speak from experience when I was first getting off of 
off of one of the big social media platforms, oh, I definitely was aware that um, I would pick up my phone, pull it out of my pocket with the intention of opening the app. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the sixth time that I've done this within the last 15 minutes. This is ridiculous. I had to take the phone app off. I had to get rid of it. And it took me a while to get rid of that addiction to go into that social media um, platform to get a fix or to get a hit or to get high. Because all it would take is for me to see somebody on one end of the tug of war rope make a comment about an issue that was very controversial. And then of course in the comment section you had people um, on opposing sides of the tug of war rope and they're duking it out with complete strangers in a digital environment in the cloud somewhere and it's ruining their day. So it occurred to me that it is time for us to recognize drama for what it is and start cutting back, right? If we're like, hey, you know what? I have been doing a little bit too much drinking after work every night. I'm going to cut it back. I'm going to cut it back to maybe just wine on Friday nights. What I would ask everybody to do is to realize that drama is a thing that we do, that we engage in, that we participate in. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing we love to watch on TV. That's why The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is running for so many seasons. We love to call it our, 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 our dirty pleasure or our guilty pleasure, right? Trash magazine. Who wore it best? One person wore the dress really well. One person, according to the magazine, didn't wear the dress well at all. And so you've got somebody who won wearing a dress and somebody who lost wearing a dress. And somebody has to win and fall. And then the loser has to fall in the mud and it's tug of war. And here we are reading about it, getting a getting some kind of chemical high off of watching people get judged for how they wore a dress. And it's like, okay, if we really truly want to feel more peaceful in our hearts, then we need to realize that our mere engaging in the drama or in the conflict is feeding the drama, feeding the monster, feeding the beast so it continues to grow. So, First step in realizing that you have a problem <laughs> is to raise your hand and be aware of the problem. Hello, my name is Dawn, and I used to be a drama um, addict. So if, if um, and of course I'm tongue-in-cheek, right? I'm being a little dramatic. Okay, pun intended. I'm being a little dramatic, but not really, because at the end of the day, what I'm, what I'm offering everybody here is we can't in one breath say that we want more peace in our life, and in the next breath engage in drama everywhere we go so it, just like any good person who's looking to cut down on their wine intake or maybe you know move from five cups of coffee down to one cup of coffee we have to look at where in our lives we can eliminate eliminate the temptation so if you're like you know what don't ask me to give up my my bachelor bachelorette drama thing on tv that's my favorite i would rather give up you know facebook than bachelorette okay great start somewhere start somewhere because it's up to us to decrease our drama intake and the world is not going to do it for us 
If the world continues to smoke, I guarantee you the smoking, the tobacco industry is going to be more than happy to provide us all with all the cigarettes we need until our dying day. All of the outlets, all of the industries that are pumping drama into our existence are not going to stop unless we stop consuming. So if we stop consuming something, the manufacturers will stop creating it. But if there's a demand from us, the industry will be oh so happy to make sure there is plenty of supply. So it's our job to decrease the demand by stop consuming it. So if we say, okay, I'm going to do an inventory of all the things in my life that I engage in that feel dramatic. Maybe it is a toxic relationship with a friend or a toxic relationship with a family member. Or maybe it's two hours lead to four hours on social media. Next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole and you're pissed off and it's ruined your whole day because you've engaged in four dramatic posts and you've wasted a whole morning. When you could have been out on a hike or you could have been walking the dogs or you could have been, I don't know, doing something fun or productive. So take stock, take inventory of all the places where you find yourself consuming dramatic things and say, okay, for now, I'm going to, I'm going to cut back to half a pack. I'm going to cut back from a full pack of cigarettes to a half pack of cigarettes. I'm going to cut back from having four dramatic outlets to having two dramatic outlets. And what will happen is as your cravings start to subside, it will get easier to do it. And then, once you do that, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to suck at it at first. So just know that sucking at it is part of the process. It's like, this is hard. This is harder than it needs to be, but I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. And then at some point, it, it's going to get a lot easier. And then once it gets, once you get to a place where you're like, okay, this is actually pretty easy now, then you can cut out one other dramatic event from your life or one other dramatic outlet from your life. And then what will happen as you start to really skinny it down, you will find yourself saying, drama has now become intolerable to me. It has actually become almost impossible for me to stand dramatic people, dramatic lunches, dramatic conversations, but it, it will take you a minute to get there. Be patient with yourself and, and be disciplined with the whole thing. Now, the other thing to be aware of, there are people who you have in your drama club, unbeknownst to you most likely, that are not going to be interested in you dropping out of drama. Um, they are going to try to pull you back in. They're going to try to lure you back in. They're not going to be interested in, in your quitting the drama club at all. Because um, let's just say that it's you and three buddies from work. And the three of you have a tendency after work to go have some beers together after work and to, you know, you know to gripe and moan about this one particular guy who's getting all the breaks at work. And then you realize, you know what, I got to cut this out. Um, 
hey guys, I'm gonna stop going to the bar. No, what are you talking about, man? You can't stop going to the bar with us. No, 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 no. They're not gonna like it very much at all. It's no different than um, back in the day when I used to go to the bars. You know, and I would, I, I would say, yeah, you know what? I really can't go to the, I can't go to the bars tonight. And one of my girlfriends would say, why? And I'd say, ah, I, I kind of drank a little bit too much last weekend. Okay, well then let's just go and have one drink. <laughs> yeah, that worked. Never. <laughs> you go, you have one drink. Next thing you know, you forgot why you limited yourself to one drink. And next thing you know, you're tying on another knot. And then you ruined another Sunday morning because you got way too wasted the night before. So what I learned when, because I don't drink anymore. I haven't drank in forever. Um, but what I learned is I was getting that out of my system or getting that out of my, out of my program or out of my diet was other people weren't interested in me leaving the group. And when I would try, they would say, oh yeah, you know, me too. Let's just go. You and me will only have one drink and it never lasted. So I had to be massively diligent and say, I just can't. I can't do this anymore. So um, as I was trying to leave the social media platform last year, I was getting emails constantly from the social media people communications team saying hey so-and-so just posted want to come look hey so-and-so just posted a new picture come and see what they said and I'm like oh my gosh now they're emailing me trying to lure me back in so not only do I have friends trying to lure me back into drama I've got the company that you know the company communications department trying to lure me back into the drama and I'm like goodness gracious what do I have to do so then I just had to start say I have to be bigger than the temptation and I can do this of course I can do this but I had to treat the drama with the same respect that I had to treat giving up the alcohol which was I had to do it consistently I had to not buckle or if I was if I was looking to cut down from a pack a day to a half a pack a day to two a day or whatever I had to consistently say okay I am I am in the weaning off period and it took a lot of willpower and it took a lot of discipline but then something magical happened the temptation went away the drama temptation went away to the point where I I used to love The Bachelor. I don't watch it anymore. I used to love, and no offense to anybody who wants, if that's your thing, that's great. But for me, watching drama on TV all the time, all the time, all the time, and then engaging in drama and social media all the time, all the time, all the time. And then, you know, if I happen to pass by a newspaper and read the headline, oh my gosh, there's an op-ed and an opinion and an editorial and a... Next thing you know, I'm getting sucked into their messaging and it's a drama, drama, drama. And what, what happened was I was vibrating at drama and therefore attracting more drama. And then I just found myself going, this is ridiculous. Like I, I, the only person who can get me out of this is me. So um, if any of this is starting to sound familiar and maybe enticing to give yourself a challenge, I would say realize that detaching from drama is a necessary step if peace is your goal, if feeling better is your goal, if, if feeling more aligned and in tune with all the things that you want in life that are good and healthy and positive are your goals, 
then you have to detach from drama. But I'm going to I'm going to give you a heads up. It is going to be tricky because you will go through a withdrawal. You will go through a withdrawal, a, an actual chemical withdrawal. If you're not walking into dramatic situations left and right and all over the place, your brain chemistry is not releasing those feel-good hormones or those hormones that you've gotten used to going into your bloodstream. It's no different than any other kind of withdrawal. And withdrawals are tricky at first and then they're not. So give yourself um, some allowance to have this be a worthwhile effort and stick to it because I'm telling you, we can't keep going at this pace with the drama, 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 drama. Um, the other thing to note, and I'm checking my notes here because I want to make sure that I hit all of my points. For people who tend to be very dramatic, and if you find yourself engaged in a toxic relationship, boundaries are going to be your friend here. Um, so some of these dramatic people might be your family and there's no way you're going to cut them out of your life nor am I asking you to unless it's super super toxic and that's a whole other podcast but you know uh the people who just call and want to rant and rave and just you're a really good sounding board so they're just going to call and barf all over you or blah 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 or they just some people are just so dramatic that you're like oh my god do I want to pick up this phone call right now I don't know if that is some of the drama that you're going to need to release yourself from, then what I would say is create personal boundaries. Um, when you have your conversations with these people, be very clear up front. Hey, I saw that you were calling. I just need to be honest with you. I've only got 15 minutes and then I've got to hop off this call, but I'm yours for 15 minutes and let's have a chat. Um, if 15 minutes is your limit, then be very clear with that boundary and then, you know, just let them have at it or have a conversation with them saying, Hey, you know, for the last couple of times that we've gotten off the phone, um, I just felt kind of a pressure in my chest and tightness in my chest. You know, if you can be honest with them, which, Hey, if they're really, really dramatic, you might not be able to be honest with them. They just won't have it. But if you're dealing with somebody that's reasonable and maybe just going through a hard time, maybe have that conversation. At the very least, if there's like, hey, this is my, this is a very close relative. I love this person. This is just who they are and I just have to deal with it. Then just mentally prepare yourself before having that conversation. And like I said, limit it. Set some boundaries because you're the only one who can. So as you are moving out of the drama sandbox and moving into the peaceful sandbox, there's going to require some discipline on your part, some awareness for sure on your part, but I am telling you, I am telling you, if as a collective species, we can stop feeding the drama machine as much as we've been feeding it, if we can stop consuming all the drama that they are creating, they will, they will create less because we're not consuming it. So let's understand this whole idea of supply and demand and start demanding less. If everybody decided to take Saturdays off of Facebook and Saturday, nobody in the world logged on to Facebook on Saturdays or nobody in the world logged on to, um, whatever, picked up a, a rag newspaper on Sundays. If everybody in the world took a day off, 
watch how quickly they would start to change their program to win us back. And if they're like, gosh, guys, drama's not selling anymore. We got to change our tune. Gosh, guys, drama's not selling anymore. We've got to, we've got to change the way that we're, we're appealing to these people. That would be a good thing, but we need, to, we need to stop consuming it first. The one last little thing that I will mention here is be aware of bait. Be aware of when you're being baited and be aware of when you're baiting. Meaning... If somebody calls you up and says, oh my God, did you hear what happened? Oh my God, did you did you hear the news? Oh my God, um, uh, Mrs. Johnson down the street, did you hear what happened? Don't take the bait. Maybe that's your first step in detoxing from drama. When somebody baits you, don't take the bait. It's going to be tricky and it's massively tempting. It's like, it's like putting a donut in front of somebody who's on a diet. <laughs> it looks really good. It will take all the willpower you have. Our, our natural inclination is, oh, what happened? Oh, what did you hear? Oh my gosh, tell me. What happened to Mrs. Johnson down the street? What if you were to say, ooh, you know what? I didn't, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to let it sit right there as it is. And it will be hard at first. I promise you it will get easier, though. And the person who's trying to bait you is not going to know what to do with you not taking it. They're going to be like, wait, let me just tell you this one part. Wait, 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 but let me just, let me just tell you this one part. And then once they tell you this one part, forget about it. You're going to hear the whole damn story. Understand it is in our nature to want to be involved to want to engage it is in our nature to want to feel like we are a part of something bigger there's a part of us that wants to have the thrill seeking um and there's people who like to create drama because at the end of the day it engages us in conversation and at the end of the day that's all they really want most people that's all they really want they just want us to talk to them about something but we could talk to them about, oh, look at this cool project that I did. Or, oh, look at this fun mural that I painted. Or, oh, I wrote a new song. Do you want to hear it? Or why does it have to be conflict, drama, drama, conflict, conflict, drama? Well, number one, because it sells. They wouldn't produce it if it didn't sell. That is true for companies. That's also true for individuals. If they're trying to sell you into a conversation, drama is a great way to bait you in to get you, to get you hooked. So if you can recognize that that's what's happening and that it's really just an individual looking for you to engage with them, probably because they're lonely or they want to, or they want to feel the endorphins or the adrenaline rush of getting, you know, stirring up the pot with you, just realize that what they're, what they're craving is to feel alive, to feel something good, to feel something exciting and maybe offer them an alternative. So instead of biting the bait of the drama, Maybe just recognize, oh, this is just nothing more than a sugar craving. So instead of giving them something, you know, like a donut, I'm going to give them something like an orange, right? It's still going to fix the sugar craving, but it's going to be better for them. And that way I don't have to engage in the drama. So if somebody calls me and says, oh my God, did you hear what happened? I will usually say something along the lines of, I actually don't get those phone calls very much anymore. I used to, but... If it were to happen to me today, it happened to me about six months ago. Somebody called and says, oh my God, were you on Facebook yesterday? 
And I said, I haven't been on Facebook in forever. Why? And they said, oh my God, then you didn't see what happened? And I'm like, nope. And I'm fine keeping it that way. And they're like, seriously, you don't want me to tell you? Like, oh, I actually really don't want to hear it, actually. And they're like, oh my God. Oh, okay. Well, how's the rest of your day going? Oh, it's fine. Blah, 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 blah. I'm doing this fun thing. Hey, we're going to the Giants game. Blah, 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 blah. But pretty soon people are going to realize that you're not the person to call with the juicy tidbit because I'm not going to bite. Um, but that takes practice. All of these things are going to take practice, but I highly recommend doing it because it's going to feel really, really, really good to not engage in all the drama. So, as always, this is going to speak to some people. It's not going to speak to everyone. If it was a useful podcast, then I hope that it gave you some things to think about. And if not, I hope it was at least a little entertaining. <laughs> all right, everyone. I'm off to go see the Giants play tonight. Big fireworks show. I'm very excited about that. Peace out. May the force be with you and I will talk to you next time. Take care.